Welcome to Freelance with Freedom. I'm your host, Harriet Hadfield, and I'm so excited you're here. I help freelancers generate consistent income on their terms, free from hustle culture. I went from broke makeup artist living in a room I couldn't stand up in, living paycheck to paycheck, to working on the red carpets of LA as a celebrity makeup artist. I also created a six-figure business during a global pandemic in less than seven months. After working around the world and on set as a celebrity makeup artist for 15 plus years, I was tired. I was tired of the hustle culture and an emphasis on being busy. I was tired of the starving artist mentality and buying into the narrative there's only one way to be successful. So I decided to create my own version of success, to break the rules and rewrite my own. And I want to show you how to do the same. If you're a freelance creative and you want to generate consistent income, work with your dream clients and step into the CEO role in your business, you're in the right place. There's room for you at this table. Welcome back everyone. Today I want to talk about three things that have helped me create not only my biggest financial year yet, but also my simplest business year yet. And one that has been incredibly fulfilling. For me, simplicity in my business has always been a novel concept, but one that felt somewhat out of reach, definitely for a long time. Like many people, I had been conditioned by society and the industry I was in to believe that I had to do all the things. I had this idea that building a successful creative business had to be really, really hard. I'd come to believe that being worthy of more money and dream clients had to be earned through blood, sweat and tears a saying we're all too familiar with in creative industries, am I right? I had never thought to question, what if it could be easy? What if it could be simple? What if I didn't have to do all the things? I can see now looking back that I've gravitated to simplicity because it feels good. I like simple. Actually, I love simple. There's been several factors that have contributed to this beautiful simplicity in my business, and I would describe it as equal parts mindset and strategy, which is why I love coaching my clients this way too. So the first thing that has completely changed the way I view my goals, whether that's life goals, career goals, or monetary goals, is something called undergoaling, which I learned about from my incredible business coach, DL, who, spoiler alert, is actually going to be a guest on this podcast very soon. Seriously, she's incredible. Can't wait for that. In the episode where I interview DL, I'm excited to talk more about this. But to sum up, undergoaling is where you aim for smaller goals. So you're lowering the goal. The thing is, as creatives, it's easy to put our worth into achieving a goal. And when our energy around our goals is about only achieving it, the energy is different. To be clear, I have big, ambitious goals, and I want that for you too. But undergoaling takes the pressure off. It teaches your brain to get really comfortable breaking bigger goals into bite-sized chunks. Aiming to make 4,000 feels good energetically, okay? Your brain can get behind that because it's closer to where you are now. So you can still have a goal of 10K in mind, knowing that you're not in a rush to get there. So you can feel really good making 4K, knowing you're one step closer to 10K. When you move step by step and allow yourself time to get comfortable along the way, the hill is less steep. So it flattens out. And what this does, it allows more space for you to be present with what you're achieving, as opposed to getting tied up with the obsession of what the bigger goal means about you. It's like training your brain to get behind you, to believe that it can be that simple and it doesn't have to feel like a big hard slog. 
So undergoaling helps you get comfortable as you get closer to a goal. It also mentally prepares you for the journey without feeling like what you want is wildly unattainable or completely out of reach. So for instance, earning 10K after making 3K consistently, it could spin you out. And then you might feel terrified of not being able to match that amount again if you were to do it once. Whereas aiming for 4K, your brain can get behind that. Your brain can feel really good at 4K, you help your brain feel good, knowing that 4K feels easy and repeatable. Then once 4K feels easy and repeatable, then you could aim for perhaps 6K. The amount doesn't really matter. Undergoaling is just incredibly beneficial if you find yourself spinning out around your goals. It's removing the pressure by making the jump more manageable. And this year, I undergoaled my way to my biggest financial year yet. It felt so good to take the pressure off. And the irony is that the more I undergold, the more I made. I understand this happened because my brain wasn't obsessing over whether or not I would achieve my goal. Because the goal felt easy, this meant I had more space and more energy to focus on how I could better serve my clients and create the life I actually wanted. Again, one that felt simple. So with each increment of my goal, I knew I could always lower it again. If at any point energetically it didn't feel good or it made me spin out. I knew I could increase the goal anytime the one I had arrived at felt repeatable and easily maintainable. So let's say right now you have three regular clients and you're telling yourself, well, I want five more. Can you try undergoaling it to two more clients? So if you're using this principle, you don't risk overwhelming yourself or your mind while you put all your energy into having to hit a goal of five. So you might even find that if you aim for two, you could end up getting four. If the goal is to find two more clients and you do that fairly easily, then you can increase the goal. The idea is to remove the rush, to remove the pressure, to show your brain it can be easy and also enjoy the process as you move towards your bigger goals. And I think this is such an important part of making goals and it's been key for me because it's so easy to arrive at a goal and feel empty, to find it anticlimactic if you're not enjoying the journey and you're not taking time to celebrate all those small wins that accumulate to a bigger win. So I want you to remember this in 2022 as you start preparing to make your goals. The second thing that has hugely simplified my life this year and contributed to my bank balance, I would say has been my vulnerability. So my ego, my people pleaser, desperate for validation, (laughs) finds this pretty hysterical. The idea that it is safe to be 100% myself, because honestly, being my most authentic self has made me more money than I ever thought possible. And I know it can for you too. This includes owning my weirdness. Yes, I'm using air quotes, owning my quirks and deciding that all the things I told myself in the past that I need to hide, apologize for or be ashamed of are the very things that have created connection, community and brought more people into my coaching containers because they feel seen. Everyone has a desire to feel seen, to feel heard and I understand the power of my story. I understand that sharing the bits past me wanted to hide are the most important parts. They are the parts that matter most. So many clients, when they first come to me, are scared to have an opinion, to be themselves. They think that being themselves is doing it wrong, as if the aim is to be somebody else. Throughout my career, both as a makeup artist and a business coach, there has been a direct correlation between how much I've stepped into my truest, most authentic self and the opportunities that come about as a result. From sponsorships on social media, celebrity clients and selling out coaching programs, the more I owe my uniqueness, the more free I felt emotionally, spiritually and financially. I want you to really think about this. 
What if being your most authentic self is the key to you making more money? And, and this is key, it feeling really good. You are already whole. The feeling of enoughness and worthiness you crave and find yourself chasing are available to you at any moment you are willing to decide it. It's already in you. Plus, I would ask yourself, when you hide who you truly are, when you water yourself down, so to speak, how has that been working out for you? Being unapologetically you makes you more money because it helps attract your people, the people who want to be a part of your world, every part of it. When we think about marketing and building a brand, people think it's in a font, a hex code or a Canva template, but it's really not. Your brand is your identity. It's about standing up for what you believe in and creating space for ideas, conversations and creativity that speak to your people, your community and your clients. People don't just remember the service itself. They remember how they felt during it, how they experienced that service, what they felt being with you. So it's easy to think more clients are in a fancy template, but you and your business are not a cookie cutter template. You are one of a kind. You are a diamond. Celebrate and own your uniqueness because it's your biggest asset if you choose to see it as one. And the third thing that's had a big difference in me making more this year has been changing my money story. So normalizing money and making a lot of it starts by confronting your beliefs around money, what you heard growing up, what you've heard in your industry and what you've decided without question is true. Another belief I had to work on that I heard growing up was that making money is hard or if it's not, you're somehow cheating the system, cutting in line because you have to earn your stripes. You have to prove yourself. You have to work your way up the ladder. You have to have worked really hard to be worthy of money and sacrificed everything in order to make a lot of it. Which, surprise, surprise, doesn't make money sound like something we actually want, does it? If having money comes at a cost, no pun intended, then it makes sense we would subconsciously reject the idea of money, whether that's wanting it or having it, even if out loud we say we do want it. The idea that it's only available to us if we're willing to have a hard life trying to get it is kind of nonsensical. So our beliefs around money and our relationship to it are problematic when we don't ask questions, when we don't believe we can be trusted with money and that we are worthy of lots of it. I plan on going deeper into this in a separate episode, but ultimately, as a creative in the school system growing up, the narrative I heard was that business wasn't for me. It was only available to the kids who wanted to be doctors, lawyers, secretaries, managers, etc. AKA non-creatives. School never set me up to be a business. It never set me up to make money from my art. As a system, it didn't know how to, but it also didn't care that they didn't know how to. My art was a hobby and I had chosen the path of the starving artist. So in doing a lot of my thoughts and beliefs around money has been a process with lots of subtle layers, but this year has been a really big turning point for me. Prioritizing mindset work around money has allowed more space for me to let money in, to make more without guilt or shame without having to justify it or feel icky talking about it. I sell my services with pride because I know they help people. I believe in my service. I believe people are better off when they work with me. I believe that I am a great coach and that my services are a fantastic investment for my clients. I sell with soul because I believe in the work I do and I believe people need it. I want you to step into this energy that people are lucky to work with you, that people need your creative service that no matter how experienced or inexperienced you are, you are already an expert in someone's eyes. There are people watching you, following you, who are thinking about working with you, who want to learn from you, and you're on their radar. 
They want to give you their money, but you have to get behind that. So you have to feel good about accepting money in order to make more. This means getting behind your rates. It means believing that no matter what you charge, you do so from a place of my client is getting the best service at the best possible price. And that price is one that you choose, not your client. So for me, the relationship I'm cultivating with my money is one that's built on trust. That means getting comfortable with it, talking about it, saving it, spending it, putting it on a credit card if I want to. I'm stepping into a shame-free zone and this has been life-changing. When you remove the shame and guilt you felt around money, you create space. And space helps you make decisions from a place of freedom, not fear. When you remove the shame and guilt you felt around money, you create space. Space helps you make decisions from a place of freedom, not fear. You can trust yourself with money. Trusting yourself is a process and undoing the beliefs you may have around money requires healing. It requires you to put down the metaphorical beating stick you've used throughout your life when you've experienced debt or had less money than you wanted in your bank account. The reality is you can't shame your way to more money. You can't shame your way to more clients and you certainly can't shame your way to being worthy of more. Forgiveness is essential. Accept your journey is yours and you get to change course at any time. I had to remove the shame I had around money in order to make more of it. I had to forgive myself for past debt and change my entire relationship to debt, credit cards, all of it. I had to confront that I was just as worthy whether I had $10 in my account or $10,000. My worth isn't in the amount in my bank account and it never will be. And the same is true for you. So as we approach a new year, I want you to ask yourself questions and challenge every belief that says building a business you love and making money can't be simple. Who says it has to be hard? When did you decide that that was the only way? Are you ready to choose again? So make goals, but let go of the attachment to them and what they mean. Step into your truest self. Own all of you. Share your story and don't apologize for doing so. Stop waiting for someone to tell you who you really are, because deep down you already know. Only you can truly know. And work on building a new relationship with money. Remember, you get to rewrite the rules. You can cultivate a relationship built on trust, one that feels empowering, free of shame, and one that doesn't want to assign your worth to a dollar amount. Creating a life that fills your soul and your bank balance are possible. You are worthy of all of it. Being fully booked and in demand without the hustle isn't a pipe dream. The first step to becoming a CEO in your creative business is to change your mind. And remember, you are not in a rush. So I'm wishing you all a very happy holidays and all the best for an incredible 2022. Thank you so much for listening to Freelance with Freedom. I'd love to continue this conversation over on Instagram. So come hang out with me at Harry Makes Up Academy. You can follow me there for mini trainings that include mindset and strategy to help you step into the CEO role in your business. And if you're interested in taking this work further, you can head to www.harrietheadfield.com to find out more about working together. I am wishing you an incredible week and I can't wait to see you in the next one. Thank you so much for listening.